Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. At the end of the day, we're not giving up. So those folks who don't walk the streets of San Francisco, that don't live in San Francisco, but they want to write about and commentate about San Francisco, I challenge you to come in this city and see what it feels like. And that challenge is being backed by a plan, a hope for the future of downtown, specifically the Powell Corridor. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. This little stretch of Powell from Market to Geary is quintessential San Francisco, from tourists spilling off cable cars to the bustle of Union Square and the shuttered businesses battered by a shifting economy. It's here that San Francisco Mayor London Breed made an announcement this week. As she stood at the Powell Corridor near Union Square, Right where the cable cars turn around, my colleague, KCBS radio reporter Chris Carlo, was there to receive the news. For that corridor, the city and county of San Francisco is pledging to make a $6 million investment. Now, what will that do? That will be street improvements to change the conditions, to make the streets, the sidewalks wider, the streets more inviting, easier to get on the cable cars. And the other thing it will do is provide support for those who want to start businesses along that area. Resources around tenant improvements. But what does this mean exactly? We have first year free, so we're waiving fees when you want to do business in San Francisco, anywhere in San Francisco, so that we get rid of the bureaucracy and the expense of starting your own business. But in this particular corridor, if you want to conduct business, if you want to open a new store, our goal is to provide you the resource in order to do the build-out necessary to get business going in this corridor. But it's not just for commerce. It's not just for the tourists. Mayor Breed knows that helicopter journalism and opinion pieces on the state of San Francisco have majorly impacted how the rest of the world views the city. And this comes just a couple of weeks after the infamous five-story Nordstrom right across the street announced it would be departing that location at Westfield San Francisco Center. This also comes at a time when, and conflicts with, plans to extend parking meters until 10 p.m. in Union Square. Here's a report from my colleague, Mike DeWald. The president of San Francisco's Board of Supervisors is hoping the city will pump the brakes on a plan that would extend the hours on parking meters. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports new hours are currently set to be phased in starting this summer. The plan by San Francisco's Municipal Transportation Agency would extend metered hours from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and add metered hours from noon to 6 on Sunday. 
The revenue would help fund a sustained muni service. Well, not so fast, says San Francisco Supervisor Aaron Peskin, who argues that plan should wait until an economic analysis can be completed. Small businesses are under a lot of stress, and I worry about the economic impacts, and I am concerned about our nickeling and quartering people to death. Peskin says he's heard concerns from groups like the Golden Gate Restaurant Association and Chinatown Merchants Association, he says the change goes against San Francisco's message of getting people back to the city. KCBS Radio insider Phil Matera was also on the air this week and spoke with anchors Margie Schaefer and Eric Thomas about what makes this revitalization effort different than others. Well, what we have is a mayor who's very concerned about the public safety in the downtown of San Francisco and also the shrinking retail space. Now, there exiting of retail is a complicated mess. It's got a lot more to do than just public safety. I mean, there's the internet, there's been declines for some time. But what she's concentrating on now and trying to give a boost to the area and also send the message that she's doing something is they're proposing $6 million to go into that three-block stretch between the cable car turnaround and Union Square. We've all walked it. It's uh, It's gone down in the last 20 years. I remember when Woolworths was there and it was a major, major hub you know people were going in and out of the store and and out of the stores but you know they don't buy things like clothes necessarily gap didn't do well there and uh big ticket items it's tourists lining up for the cable cars so they want to spruce up the area and bring in more like cafes to try to have people sit around there i don't know if it's going to work but right now it's a message they want to send but they've got to try to do something because otherwise uh she's up for re-election in a year or two and she needs to get uh something to show for what she's been doing to try to make things better. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, going to Union Square to go shopping was a big deal. When we could afford it, we'd drive down from Vallejo, park, eat, go to Macy's, walk around all day, especially around Christmas. But I got older. The economy changed. There were more bills to pay. Cost of living went up without an equal rise in pay across the board. I, and at least other people in my generation, tried to start shopping local and small, especially during the pandemic. Honestly, Union Square and downtown became less of a destination, and that's exactly what the city is trying to change. Breed says this multi-million dollar investment even has wheels that have already begun to spin. Number one, we have to change the landscape, and we have to change our policies in San Francisco. Supervisor Peskin isn't here with us today, but he and I are working hand in hand to make projects like some of our empty office spaces into mixed uses, providing retail, providing office, providing lab space, because we know that biotech and artificial intelligence are growing industries in San Francisco where we have the talent. It's why everyone wants to be here. San Francisco is the reason why San Franc- that the state of California has bypassed Germany and become the fourth, this state alone, the fourth largest economy in the world because people want to be in San Francisco because this is where it is. This is where the talent is. And part of what we have to do is we have to make changes. We have to change the narrative, but we also have to change the conditions. We know what the problems are. We're not blind. We're not immune from the challenges. We know people are struggling. We know they're struggling from addiction. We know that they're struggling in poverty. These are conditions I grew up in and lived in in my life in this city, not too far from this downtown. So the investments are important. 
the changes to our city are important. How we work together to provide safety for the people of the city is important. Mayor Breed then handed the mic off to San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott to talk about that safety. And let me start by saying with our ambassadors, our welcome ambassadors, our SFPD ambassadors that are standing behind me, all the people that make the experiences of being in this city a good experience. And that's what this is about. Public safety and policing weaves through the fabric of all that. And I'm here to talk a little bit about what we are doing, thanks to the mayor's leadership, thanks to the support that we've gotten from many, many people in this city, including our board of supervisors, to make sure that we invest in the San Francisco Police Department. Just recently, the mayor put forth a $25 million plus dollar budget supplemental. This had never happened before. That is tremendous in terms of what it has done to allow us to be able to be out here. You see officers all around Union Square on Footbeat. I just left the Tenderloin, officers in the Tenderloin, officers in UN Plaza. We have ambassadors all across the city. Uh, Phil, there's also been a, a big investment in San Francisco police overtime to protect shoppers and retailers. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the mayor made a $25 million overtime request. Part of that is to fight the fentanyl crisis, but also a good portion of that went into the 100,000 hours of police overtime for patrols just in that Union Square area. That's a lot of cops. And some of the other neighborhoods were feeling a a bit left out of the equation, saying, hey, what about us? A valid, uh, and that's why we're concerned, and that's why we're seeing the ambassador program extend into the mission. Now, we're up to spending, you know, something like, uh, I think it's about six or 17, 12 million dollars over the next two years. So it'd be six million dollars a year for ambassadors as well. Now, statistically, year to date, we're doing better. Let's make no mistakes about it. The biggest crime category in this city year in, year out is theft. The biggest crime category. We're down about a thousand crimes. We're eight percent down. Now, statistically, that's better. But if you're one of the 10,000 people who was victimized, you probably don't want to hear that. If you're walking around anywhere in this city and you have a bad experience, you probably don't care about the statistics. So we have to minimize those bad experiences. That doesn't happen without people. That doesn't happen without investments. And those investments don't happen without leadership. So we need you all to support it. Amanda Eakin, board chair of SFMTA, was also there to voice her support. I work, I work downtown. I've worked downtown for over two decades, uh, very close by here on O'Farrell Street for several years. And I would now work on Sutter and Montgomery. I think it's quite fitting that we are here today talking about an investment in Powell Street. And I'll tell you why. Two of our world famous cable car lines run on Powell Street and they use a small format cable car that is only operable from one end. What that means is the cable car has to, at each end of the line, go on down to Market Street, and it has to get on a turntable, and it has to turn around. It has to reverse direction. What we're talking about here today with this investment in Powell Street is hoping for that same turnaround. We need to reverse direction from where we are now, and we need to get back on track to recover downtown and to to be the great city that we know that we are. The SFMTA knows that a thriving Powell Street is critical to downtown's economic recovery, and that is why we are so pleased to partner with the mayor to make this investment in Powell Street. Six million people ride our cable cars every year, and if y'all didn't know, 
This year is the 150th anniversary of the invention of the cable car right here in San Francisco. And we hope millions and millions more will want to come from around the world to ride on our cable cars. Just today, as I was coming up to this event, I saw the people lined up right around that turnaround, wanting to ride our cable cars, wanting to be here. So this investment we're making is going to improve the street, streetscape and design, create a welcoming connection between a very critical transit hub at Powell Street, Muni, and BART, welcoming people into this iconic Union Square neighborhood. And finally, CEO of Union Square Alliance, Marissa Rodriguez, who Eakins described as, quote, one of those very bright minds leading into this challenge, spoke. We are at a turning point for our city. And not only that, we're here at this nexus, right? We are 12,000 hotel rooms here in Union Square. We are the retail hub here in Union Square. We are restaurants, the theater district. We are the heartbeat of San Francisco. And on top of that, we are the gateway. You're seeing the the, the cable cars go back and forth and ringing that bell. That is our lifeblood. That is so important. Visitors come from all over the world. We want our San Franciscans back downtown. We want them here in their square. We want our Bay Area residents here. We want visitors here. And we can't, we couldn't be more grateful and, and thankful to our mayor for all of her support, to Supervisor Peskin for his support, to our chief of police. We can't do this alone. We do this as community, all of us. Our voices matter. Let's show everyone that Union Square is not only alive, it is well, it's here to stay, and its heart is beating so strong. I also want to acknowledge our ambassadors. You see them in blue. They're here on the ground, making sure all of you have a wonderful experience. Our ambassadors in orange as well. Like I said, it takes a serious village. And so we are excited that today we are announcing support for our public realm, the Powell Street Corridor. A, a beautiful parklet, something more to welcome all of our, our visitors. And of course, most importantly, to support existing business, those who've weathered this storm, like our art galleries that are along that corridor and other businesses. Mayor Breed ended the press conference reminding everyone that seeing San Francisco through the lens of a lot of media outlets isn't always the San Francisco that you see when you're walking some of the streets or focusing on its accomplishments. Just to wrap up, We've heard some of the stories about things that are closing. But what we didn't hear is about some of the things that are opening. We didn't hear about the new Toys R Us that opened at Macy's last year and is here to stay. We didn't hear about Yves Saint Laurent and Chanel expanding their footprint because they've had record sales in Union Square. And a number of the luxury retailers who are here to stay. We didn't hear about Banana Republic and others moving into this corridor of the Union Square area. No one's talking about the fact that Ikea is gonna be opening a store on Market Street. And the fact is, there are other major businesses. Cisco re-signed their lease. Levi celebrating their anniversary, here to stay, re-signed their lease to remain in San Francisco as their place of their headquarters. A number of businesses and companies are not only doubling down on San Francisco, they're expanding. So while we have a 27% vacancy rate for office space in San Francisco, in the 
the biotech and the life sciences, that rate is less than 5% because this is where people want to be because the talent is here in San Francisco. Just to put it in perspective, so those are the stories that need to get out just as much as the challenges that we know exist because we know things are changing. They won't stay the same. We won't be the San Francisco we were before the pandemic. We are going through this challenging time, but we will emerge better. And I'm looking forward to that day. And at the end of the day, we're not giving up. So those folks who don't walk the streets of San Francisco, that don't live in San Francisco, but they want to write about and commentate about San Francisco, I challenge you to come in this city and see what it feels like. I challenge you to come shop at the stores that you're complaining about, which you probably never even stepped foot in in the first place. I challenge you to come to our restaurants and to see what's happening. What's not being talked about is we are almost at pre-pandemic levels at our airport, which was voted number one airport in the country. We are rising in our hotel occupancy rate. And no, we are not where we are going. We are want to be, but we are going to get better and stronger than ever. So let's put that positivity out the air. Let's not let somebody else write our story. And as I said in my State of the City address, they better write in pencil when they try to write the obituary of San Francisco, because they're going to have another thing coming when they see how this city, this beautiful, amazing city continues to rise and become better better and stronger than ever. Thank you all so much for being here. Special thanks to my colleague, KCBS radio reporter Chris Carlo, for co-producing this episode. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. Subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 